Father, thank you for reminding us again of your grace and your goodness, that you created us with a purpose and a plan in mind. Lord, thank you even this morning. I know that it's not easy to look at snow this time of year sometimes and the travel that it impedes and things that it does, but I cannot help but know that your grace washes me whiter than snow. And to continue to see your creation covered in a blanket of your grace is an indication to me of how much you love me. Father, thank you for that. I pray that you would give us this morning some time to study your word and to look and to see what it is that you have said to us from the beginning. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to be starting a series and... It's something that, that is born out of my simplicity, maybe. Um, but I want to revisit a lot of things that are very pragmatic inside of the Word of God. Things that sometimes we take for granted. Things that we've heard a thousand times, and yet we have our own opinions and think about them many different ways, and yet there is a core nugget of truth in every one of them that we need to remember. So the title of the, of the series is, What You Think Matters. Not your opinion, necessarily, but what you really think about these subjects that we're going to cover does matter. How you invest your thought processes as you engulf God's Word in your life and you, you entertain what it is that He might be able to do through you What you think about Him and His Word matters. Simple faith, even. The word trust that we just sang, right? It's not always easy to trust, is it? It's difficult in our world to allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough to trust. And that's where it all started in the beginning. This morning we're going to talk about in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth. Some of the things that that we know and maybe we would say, yeah, we believe it, we got it. But what you really think about it matters. As we go through this study too, I want to leave it open. We've got several things written down. Uh, Ben and I have created a list of some things that we would like to cover, but if there are ideas or thoughts that you would like to dive into as we get into the study, please tell us, okay? Text us, email us, instant messenger. Oh, that probably doesn't exist anymore, does it? All that kind of stuff. Just get with us a topic that you may want to know about, something that you've been wrestling with in your mind. Maybe we can talk about it on Sunday morning and, and wrestle through it together. Okay. So what you think matters. And for me, I started with this one because it really hinges on one word. The very beginning, God created You could kind of stop there. To trust and to know and to believe, okay, God created. Not necessarily diving into, well, did He do it over 
thousands of years as the day-age theorists believe, or the seven-day literalists, the 24-hour day periods, and all of the stuff that we get so immersed in talking about, sometimes we forget that maybe we do believe the same thing at the core, and we fight about all the stuff that's not nearly as important. And that's kind of what this series is about. In my mind, drilling down to some of these nuggets that matter. And so, as we just read, right, that we have trust you, God, and yet in the beginning, God created this world for us, this place for us to be, with all of its provisions and protections cared for, and ultimately... Adam and Eve didn't trust Him. Their faith was tested. So, where are you at when you read that phrase that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth? Because what you think about that sentence matters. Because from it, you will derive your belief about who God the Creator is. You will fashion a way of life based upon whether or not you believe the Creator is sufficient to meet your needs or not. That one simple little word and phrase matters. And believe me, I love to read this stuff. I could bore you with all kinds of biblical catastrophism books that I've read and things like that, and you don't want to hear any of that stuff because it really doesn't matter more than this. This one simple phrase that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. He did it with loving care. As you read further into to chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Genesis chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. We're going to stay in these two chapters this morning. We're not going to move around a bunch. It says, Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there He put the man He had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God created this perfect garden, this place to form us. And gave us then a choice, right? He put these two trees in the middle of the garden. And instantly, He allowed for the opportunity for us to choose His provision and protection or not. It's the very first question that mankind encountered. And believe me, you face it every day. And your faith will be strengthened or weakened daily by how you answer the question. 
Do you believe that it is up to you to take care of yourself? And that is all that matters. I'm going to take care of it. I'm, I worked in a juvenile delinquent facility for over a year, and the phrase there was, I'm going to get mine. That's all they thought about, was making sure that they took care of themselves. And it didn't have very good results. So as you roll this one simple phrase around, and you think about these two trees that were in the middle, there's a choice, really. There's, a, there's the juxtaposition of these two elements. There's a tree of life, which I don't know if how much you have read and really understood this tree of life being everlasting life. This was a tree that God put in the garden and said you can eat of any tree except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that God had provided for eternal life in the garden. That the tree of life meant you can live here forever with me. If you trust me. If you have faith that I love you. You can live in faith with me. Trusting that I will provide for your needs. The other tree, the knowledge of good and evil. The ability to wrestle with the hows and whys is how I thought about it this week. To not just trust that God will care for us and provide and protect us, but to have the ability to wrestle with God. How are you going to do it? I don't see it yet. Why haven't you done it yet? (laughs) The tree of the knowledge of good and evil allowed us to understand some of those things. We were able to see that, that things were not always going to be perfect, but that God could take care of them if we trusted Him. (laughs) We know the story, right? (laughs) Unfortunately. In verse 15 and 17 of chapter 2, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to care for it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. It says that He talks to the man here. And that's... Important to me because that then gets relayed to Eve, who was created later by man. Okay? Man knew, God said, don't eat of that tree or you will certainly die. And the lie then that Satan uses to tempt woman is God's really not going to kill you, right? He wouldn't do that. You really know. He loves you. He'll provide for you, right? He twists the storyline just enough to make it okay to have both. 
And culturally, that's the world we live in, right? (laughs) A constant, never-ending desire for both. I want God to provide for me. I know my heart is here, but God, I'm going to take care of it today. I got this. <laughs> right? That's how we live. And it's this, this terrible struggle inside that was the original issue. <laughs> Whether or not we believe at the core that God created this place Not the way we see it today, but created this place that was perfect. Everything could be enjoyed. There was no enmity between anything at that that point in time. Every tree, everything was available to us save one. I'm a guy that loves to be outside. I love to be in the outdoors and, and hike and to see these things. And, and I've been some, some pretty beautiful places. I've seen some pretty spectacular things that, that I believe God allows us to enjoy. But in the reality of some of those moments, I have to remember that this is what our world looks like after sin. This is not the perfect world. This is not the way God intended it. This is what's left after years and decades and generations of sin. Of separation from the Creator. Because that's really what this is all about, right? Understanding that God created the heavens and the earth and gave this an opportunity to be in that garden, to provide, to to protect us, to do all of those things. And yet we didn't trust Him enough to believe that He was good. And the reason that I won't talk just about Adam and Eve is because I know every day we have those same choices to make we face those same questions in a different way. We know there are things that that God has said, this is not good for you to do. And even in our hearts, we know, right? We feel it. We feel that tension. We know this is not the best way to do this. And yet we do it anyway. It's the tension that we have to live in because we live with this curse of sin. This distance, this separation from our Creator. Why do I spend time in the out of doors? For me, it helps to reunify my heart and my spirit some with the Creator. Scientifically proven that when you spend time outdoors, you physically feel better. Just being in the woods and being quiet literally helps your health. Think about that. God created the heavens and the earth. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and, and you have to be one of these ultra marathoners, okay? 
I'm just saying go out in your backyard sometime and just sit there. Close the distance between you and your Creator. Really think about this sentence. Because what you think about this matters. It matters where you view this world in the light of eternity. (laughs) How you interact with others. How you interact with our world. It kind of starts right here. When they chose to express the lack of faith and trust in the Creator, it brought sin and death into our world. We know that in chapter 3. That it instantly changed the world we live in. When they were disobedient to God and ate of the tree that He said not to, instantly there was separation between the man and the woman. They felt shame for the first time. Right? They had never felt shame before. Can you imagine a life just without shame? And it came as a result of disobedience. There was an instant separation between them and the Creator as well. It's one of the saddest passages This one, and when the nation of Israel turns their back on God, these two, to me, I struggle with emotionally. To know that the Creator, that that they had the opportunity, it says, in the cool of the day, to take a walk with the Creator. But because of their disobedience, Because of the shame that they felt, they hid. They missed that opportunity. They had forfeited that relationship. It changed the course of human history. It put us in a spot where we will continually struggle to figure it out and thank God that Jesus is here, has been here, and died and and rose again and created a way for us to have this restored relationship with our Creator. That we can walk outside and just talk with God the Creator. We have that ability because Jesus paid the ultimate price for our disobedience. Disobedience to God's instruction is only going to lead to confusion, to pain, and ultimately separation from the Creator. All of the things that I find in Scripture, the common sense things that I read, the struggles that we bring upon ourselves sometimes, the confusion that we create in our daily lives because we're disobedient, to God's will. Verse 
27 and 28 of Genesis chapter 1, and I'm going to close with these couple verses. God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish and the sea and the birds in the sky and everything, every living creature that moves on the ground. That is what God's desire was for us. He created us in His own image that we would be a reflection of who He is. That we would be over this world, that we would have dominion over it, that we would have authority in it, that we could live here forever with Him. I'm going to say a couple of things about this because I think it's important in light of the world that we live in. First of all, God created man in His own image and we get to be that reflection of Him. Don't forget that. That that was the original design. That we get to reflect His nature. That we get to be engaged in the process even now after Jesus he incorporates us and grafts us back into the plan. There's a couple of things that he says here quickly that, that comment to me on even some of the societal things that we are facing now. And it strikes me over and over when I read these things from Genesis. When it says specifically male and female, He created them. What you think about that matters too. God's sovereignty can only be true if it's covering every category of our lives. And in here in Genesis... I think the God of our world addressed some of the societal things that we face even today. As we look at the world that we live in and the confusion and the heartbreak and the pain, we as the reflections of who God is have a chance to minister to these people that have struggled with some of these things. You understand that we all are under the, the penalty for sin, right? That the entire world is. There is no greater or lesser than sin. It doesn't work that way. My lack of trust for God to provide for my finances is no better than anyone else's sin. It's just disobedience. And what it equals is that there's somebody separated from their Creator. Someone has lost that connection 
with their Creator. And that should grieve you. That should bother your heart. It shouldn't be something that you want to fight against and, and beat out of our society. It's something that we should love them to Jesus in. To help them find the answer is only found in a connection with their Creator. Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth and subdue it. Again, our position was to rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky and every living creature that moves in it. God gave us a special place. We still hold a special place in His heart. We are still created in His image. Though marred by sin, that image is there and is being restored by the work of Christ in every one of our lives. If we understand and believe who Jesus is. What you think about creation matters. It affects all kinds of trickle-down things that we could talk about for days. But really, none of that changes unless you fully embrace and understand in the beginning, God created. And He created you in the image of Him. And you have the opportunity and the dominion to use that. <laughs> You've been given an opportunity to have restored connection with the Creator, to spend time doing those things, and to help others in their relationship. How will you use what God has given you? If you really believe that God created, <laughs> then that should change how you live every day. These things that we're going to talk about over the next several weeks or months all matter this way. The things that we trivialize sometimes and flippantly say or believe change the way we live our lives. My hope is that through this series, we boil down things to faith. Faith today in our Creator. That we trust that He wants what's best for us, that He loves us, that He wants to provide for us and protect us ultimately. We really believe that. It will change how you view your family, your job, the church, the world around you. If you really believe it. If you embrace it and say, you know what, God has got this. Yeah, there may be pain, but I know on the other side, it's for a purpose. 
because I've been created in the image of God. We have the benefit of seeing thousands of years of things work out. Watching them continually find the Bible to be more and more true and accurate to our world. Why wouldn't we believe it should be more accurate and true to our lives? Just because they haven't found the ark yet doesn't mean it doesn't apply to me. Scientific discovery should only embolden our faith. It should never, ever be the source of our faith. The source of our faith is our trust in God the Creator and the experience that we have had, and I trust that all of you have, the experience that you've had at the moment of salvation with Jesus to really understand the restoration of relationship with our Creator, to know the peace that can exist in that moment, and to desire it for every day. So this week, it's a pretty simple phrase, in the beginning God created Just remind yourself of it every day. Whatever you're facing, know that in the beginning God created. It's His world. We're just living in it. (laughs) Okay? So as you face the things that you're going to face, whether they're good or bad, in the beginning God created. Continue to refocus on Him as the source of all provision and protection for our lives. Father, thank You for the opportunity to to read Your Word. Lord, we know that You love us. There are times when we feel distant and separated and it's difficult to, to feel Your presence. Lord, I pray that we would take the opportunity to cut down the distance between us and You. That we would read Your Word, that we would spend time in creation, that we would spend more time drawing close to You. Because we know that when we draw close to You, You will close in on us. Lord, You continue to provide for us. You continue to protect us. I'm so thankful for your willingness to to take us to eternity with you. That someday we'll get to see what this world would have looked like without the sin. Lord, thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.